Sometimes I get sad looking at antiques, imagining all the lives of the people who once owned all that stuff. Diamond rings once cherished, exchanged with love, now sitting on a cheap velvet half-finger in a glass case full of other baubles. What do the objects themselves think, separated from the nice homes they once knew, having to show off despite their age and neglect, trying to attract a new person to love them? It's not easy for things, or people, is it? I'm taking all my treasures with me, like a pharaoh or a deranged hermit, loaded all into my jumbo-sized coffin lined with crystals and shaped like the moon. Or maybe I could be embalmed and you could just throw my rigid limbs into a storage unit and toss away the key. Either way, I'm taking it all with me to the next life, just as sure as I'm taking you with me as we open up that mighty portal once again that leads us to the deep night. Oh, friends, hello, it's me, Dale Seaver, and I am stuffed to the gills with Gowanus gravy. <laughs> After the long holiday weekend, I will still do my best to be a present and focused host for you as we guide you through this next hour of regrets, revelations, and rising stars in this great expanse we call the Deep Night. We come to you as we always do from the foul banks of the Gowanus. And we give thanks to our new sponsor, the Gowanus Souvenir Shop. Visit them online or in person if you can stand the smell. A lot of great gifts uh, for uh, what's coming up. And uh, that's because it's begun, hasn't it? The holiday season. You go to any drugstore, any nail salon, any dry cleaners, uh, some of the better meditation centers, the crystal shop that I go to, and folks, you better be ready for it because it's going to hit you full force. I like Christmas. I like the traditions and all that, but goddess, help me. Here's two things that would improve the experience of December's 1 through 24. One, turn off the heat in the stores. It's cold outside. I'm dressed for it. I can take it. Okay, let it be cold inside. It enhances the senses, keeps you from making lame gift choices, and it'll keep me from having to remove all of my clothing. Alternatively, make it not a big deal to shop nude. Clothing optional, malls. Let's put a pin in that. Okay, let's come back to it, because I bet in the future we're going to see that if we're not all eaten by robots. Keep the music on shuffle. We don't need, no one needs, and no one wants 24 hours of constant holiday tunes. Classical music is nice, and there's a lot of it, and nobody's really familiar with it. It's a great history. Throw it in there. Also, but, uh, you know, as we are thinking of uh, changes to the lineup in our radio programs this season, is Hallelujah by Leonard Cohen really a Christmas tune? Are we sure about that choice, ladies and gentlemen? I mean, now, I personally love what Mariah Carey and Michael Bublé have done with it in the duet version, but mm, I don't think so. Uh, there are songs that we could lose. Okay, we're going to put some in. Let's take some away. I don't need to know about Grandma and the Reindeer. Burn that song. Santa Baby, burn it. What's going on there? The Chipmunks, drown them all. Or just slow it down so we can really hear the song. Has anyone ever thought of that? <laughs> well, anyway, we'll get through it all together, won't we? We have to. We have no choice. One way to survive 
any day is to focus on our strengths as individuals. And that's what tonight's guest is doing regardless of the weather or season. She started her own talk show on Facebook Live called The Unemployment Show, which just wrapped its third season and is prepping its fourth. Well, I would go on the program, but I've never experienced this. How you say unemployment? (laughs) Yes, tonight I sit down with comedian and actor and producer and the host of The Unemployment Show, Anna Roisman, whose work has also been featured on Funny or Die, HuffPost, and Anna co-hosts a monthly show called Revival, Comedians Revive Musical Roles of Their Past. And that's uh, something we talk about uh, tonight. Uh, Anna also sings with the Losers Lounge at Joe's Pub. She's all over, co-producer of the Quickie Fest, the one-minute movie festival at the Anthology Film Archive. She's doing a lot, and it was a great thrill to talk to her, also from Pennsylvania. Let us go now to my conversation with Anna Roisman. Anna Roisman. Hello. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for coming to the deep night. Uh, I will warn you, I get excited whenever I have someone uh, from Pennsylvania in the studio. Oh, my God. Home of the ruffled grouse. (laughs) <laughs> Isn't it our state bird, Patty LaBelle, and a whole lot of people I'd uh, rather never interact with again. <laughs> but sometimes I see them at flea markets and car shows. Bala Kinwood. Bala Kinwood. Bryn Mawr. Paoli. These are some names of places, aren't yeah. they? I'm from Marion. Marion. Yeah. Upper Marion, Lower Marion. Lower, Lower oh, Marion. Oh, well. Uh, how was that? It was Okay. Do you have a, a kind of a jealousy about Upper Marion? No, it's just very different areas. <laughs> you know, I think we did a I did a jazz band festival in Upper Marion. A jazz band festival. Yeah. Well, that not sounds to brag. <laughs> exactly. That's not a humble brag. That's a regular on brag. That is. Uh, you produced it, or you were in it? I was in it. I played uh-huh. the saxophone. Growing hey. up. Hey. See, I knew we'd get along. Yep. You know what I played? What saxophone? Really. <laughs> Alto sax? You know it. Oh, my goodness. Yes, a lot of wedding the reeds. Yeah. Did you happen to catch Kenny G at the Valley Forge Music Fair when he came through town? Did not. Did not. Oh, you missed out. I wasn't a fan of saxophonists. I just played. (laughs) I was a fan of my own work. (laughs) As one should be. Yeah. And so what were some of the hits? Axel F., what were you doing on the... (laughs) On the sax? Uh, Like a a lay Miz. You know, medley or oh, Beatles medley. Yeah. You know, whatever they handed out. Exactly. Whatever the crowd wanted, whatever I bet. The crowd wanted, yeah. <laughs> Middle school, high school, you know. Did you do the marching too or just sat no. in? No. That's jazz band was cooler, wasn't yeah. it? I sang. So I did choir and oh, band. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, we we may have uh, crossed paths Maybe. if we had been there at the same time. In but, Upper uh, Mary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, as I was trolling through the plaza or the court of the King of Prussia Mall. Did you have a favorite of the plaza or the court? Do you remember when there were two? There's so many now. Well, now it's just one big King of Prussia empire. Empire, but it, yeah. When I was growing up, plaza was separate from the court, and you had to walk through a parking lot to get to the, to either one of oh, them. Oh, right, because... The, if I'm looking at it, like one yeah. side was like newer stores and one side was older stores. That's right. Yeah. One side had California Pizza Kitchen. I believe that's probably true. Yes. That's like the court. I don't know. Probably, I don't, we'll go I don't with remember. the court. Yeah. One but I had... liked that side because I liked California Pizza Kitchen. Sure. Who Cheesecake doesn't? Factory. Yeah. 
That was the good side of the all, See, and I think some of them came in after my time. Mm. Because I remember a food court there, but it was... Uh, Quite sad. I didn't have some of those wonderful places you're mentioning where you now can get I a potato they, pizza. They built through that parking lot. Yes, it's all one thing. It's now. all one thing. Largest mall on the East Coast, maybe. Sure, why should not? be. Yeah, <laughs> should be. That was always the good one, though. Yeah. Of the mall, you had uh, Granite Run, you had your Springfield, you had your King of Prussia, <laughs> yeah, Exton, where I worked. It was, uh, you know, that was the, the premier one, though. That was. <laughs> Do you like shopping? I love shopping. <laughs> I love the mall. In fact, I asked to go to the mall last week, but it didn't happen. It didn't happen. No. But but growing up down there, there's not a lot to do. I, I want to sure. stress that. And that uh, people spend time at the mall. Yeah. Yeah. I spent a lot of time at the mall. Especially, I think, our era, probably even more my show, my era than yours. It was probably waning by the time you were uh, carrying your saxophone case through. <laughs> carrying my saxophone. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. So, you uh, were you... Um, you know, I, I meet people from all over this great country of ours, but Pennsylvania, there's something about it, isn't it? There is, yeah. It's hard to put your finger on it, isn't it? I don't think of Philadelphia as Pennsylvania. Well, that's true. There's a whole lot of it. That's what I'm talking about. Right? That yeah, whole middle section. Yeah, there's a whole section. middle section. Mm. And a lot of people, when you say you're from Pennsylvania, do you get this? They're like, oh, I have family in Pittsburgh, and I'll be like... Never been. Like, <laughs> exactly. New York is closer than that's, Pittsburgh. That's right. It's like you could go your whole life living in New York and never have gone to Albany. Right. It's a similar sort of similar, thing. Similar, yeah. You, uh, I only recently went to Pittsburgh. How was it? It's fine. Yeah? It's nice. But yes, it's a totally different... It's basically Ohio. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Let's be it honest. It probably looks like Ohio. It, it does look a lot like Ohio. Yeah. Nice bridges. That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's true. It's true that there's a there's a, a lot to it beyond Philly, and it's not always where you want to spend time. But did you uh, – a lovely country. Lovely country. Out there. Yeah. Nice. I like the suburbs, too. I grew up there. Yeah. My family now lives in Philadelphia, in Central City. They moved city. back. They moved to the city. Oh, so that must be fun. Were you, you were there for Thanksgiving, you said. I was, yeah. Yeah. And uh, in the, it, was it uh, their parade? I don't. I, I watched the parade on TV. <laughs> I think I watched the New York parade. I think there was a parade. Yeah. My parents lived downtown. They sold our house twelve years ago and moved oh, to the my. city to be cool. Was it traumatic? I was in school. They did it when I was in college. Yeah. So it was you sort were of out like of there. I didn't even know. They didn't tell me till afterwards. Didn't get to say goodbye to the old room. No. Or no. So that is a little traumatic. A little bit. But. Apparently, there's a storage unit somewhere in, I think, near in Downingtown, PA. Oh, sure. Um, Let me tell you, they got some great storage units down there. They do. <laughs> well, I've heard there's a storage unit. I'm allowed to go check it out. Wow. I haven't been. Well, take Route 30 out there and just visit sometime. <laughs> you take Amtrak down to see the folks? Sometime, if I book it in advance when it's That's the thing, isn't more it? affordable. Yeah. You like Penn Station? Yeah. Like but, going there? Mm, I like Krispy Kreme. That's not, I like Penn Sushi. Really? Yeah, I missed a train and had Thanksgiving dinner there once. What oh my a god, I've time. missed the train on Thanksgiving there a bunch of times. It, well, we should coordinate next time. <laughs> yeah, next time you're running late. <laughs> now uh, you're rather famous for I, being wow. unemployed. Yes, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. My thank parents you. are so proud. <laughs> yeah, that must be a neat trick uh, to do that. And uh, congratulations. That must have been fun over Thanksgiving to say, "What are you doing?" Uh, nothing. <laughs> nothing. And then do you get a lot of resistance? Do people push back there from the family there in Philadelphia? No, I think they sort of don't ask much more than that. Yeah. No. <laughs> I don't were... think they want to know. <laughs> <laughs> are they involved? No. 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 They ha- they're happy with their uh, uh, townhouse, row house in a- Philadelphia. Apartment. Apartment. Yeah. 
down there. Down but how many of them are you? How many Roishmans are there? I have a brother and a sister who are, I'm the oldest. Oh, that's good. That's a so pole position. Leading by example of unemployed. <laughs> um, I'm the oldest. And then we have a new puppy. Oh. And that was a that was like the most the most attention went to the puppy this weekend. And all the kids are out of the house all, all the doing the kids their are thing. out. Yeah. Okay. Except my brother lives around the corner now, which That's nice. It's nice, but way too I could never do that. No, and you're not asked to. No. But there has to be one person that's kind of close He's by close, to keep yeah. an eye on things. He did live in Australia for 3 <clears throat> years, See? so this is nice to have him like around now. He, he feels guilty. Yeah. <laughs> He lived right next to me. He could do laundry there for all he wants. (laughs) Well, um, I know that sometimes, but they are supportive of comedy. uh, Yeah. You're doing that. Because I know uh, sometimes I have to explain uh, my belief in crystals or what a podcast is to my family. Even after all this time, very loving and wonderful. But I don't quite get what's going on. Do they listen? They must listen. I don't think so. Wow. No. No. You should maybe send them like your three favorites. (laughs) And and this one. <laughs> I think I'd have to burn them to a CD. You know what I mean? It's that kind of a they're a, they're aging, sure, and as they should. But yeah. um, you know, it's podcasting. It doesn't uh, people don't get what it is yeah. when you didn't grow grow up with it. You know, but I'm that. okay with it. Yeah, you've done it for a while. <laughs> I have. I think of you as the creator of the podcast. Well, that's nice. Sure. I think more people should do that. But how do you explain what Facebook Live is? You know, that's a hard one. <laughs> Even people I mean. with Facebook don't get it. <laughs> yeah. How do I tune in? You like the page. Yeah. And then you'll get a notification when we're live. That's, yeah. Otherwise, you can just go and watch all of them. They all exist there on the videos page. But so. not live. They're just like you would They're go to a there. YouTube page. But you can page. still comment as if you're watching live, and we see those comments. And we're talking about something which I realize I have not properly set up, but that is the fact that okay, you're I famous like for being unemployed, yeah. and then you made this unemployed show. Correct. Which lives on Facebook Live and through the website and whatever else. Yeah. So tell me more about the show, and uh, what were you doing uh, that led to the unemployment, and then sort of how the show came about. Okay. So for the last four and a half years, I worked at a venture capital firm. Well, that's exciting. That's where Fancy. they go out and they're like a shark tank. Yeah. And they seed the seed good ideas and bad ideas yeah. and see what will rise to the top. Exactly. Mostly web stuff. Yep. Apps. They did like tech stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so I worked there and they were they were great. I really liked it. It was a dream day job if that is such a thing. You were uh, full-time? I was full-time. I worked nine to six. Open concept uh, work environment? No. Okay, good. I worked at the front desk. <clears throat> oh, very nice. So I was like the office manager, and I was an assistant, and yeah. I had never done that before, but they were like, they loved my dog. My dog came to work every day. That's a key part, isn't it? But yeah. What kind so. of dog are we talking about? Toy Poodle. Bobby Flay the dog. Uh, Bobby very Flay famous. Dog. Yeah, good. Good, good he, Instagram. He features on the show? Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. He doesn't as much anymore. He's over it. Yeah. Um, you ever meet the real Bobby Flay? I have. We go to the same vet. <laughs> How was that? You had to explain the dog? Yeah, he's not so into it. Yeah. You know, he sort of, his first reaction was, uh, I don't get it. Yeah. Isn't that, that's, that and squares said, with my impression of that there's guy. There's not much more to get. That's just his name. He kind of looks like you. Listen, if Bobby Flay's listening, uh, the, act, oh the person uh, right now to this show, he better clean up his restaurant in the alley over there in Crosby Street. Oh, really? It reeks down there. 
I've tweeted at him. I've done a number of things. Oh you God. can hose it down all you want, but there's a problem going on over there. I didn't know that. Anyhow, he'll probably send me a message, and we'll get it all squared Maybe. away. I really want a picture of him with my dog. There's no photo yet. You couldn't get it, it at the vet? No, we didn't get it. Oh, well, next 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 time. time. <laughs> <laughs> so you're you're there with the dog. People like him. Yeah, and, uh, things the job are going was well. great. Um, and then they opened a, a second office downtown, mm. and I sort of asked to go work there because after a couple of years, I was auditioning more and I was leaving more and doing other things outside of the office. So yes. I thought it was probably a good move to go to the less busy office downtown. Sure. And then one day, which happened to be, are you ready for this? Yeah. It was. Uh, November 9th, 2016. Do you remember that day? Oh, what happened? That was that was the day. I don't know. I had a sandwich for lunch, and then uh, Donald Trump became the president. That's right. We entered an alternate timeline. Uh, no. And uh, who knows what's going on now? Yeah. We're in the upside down. We're in the upside down world. Yeah. So anything uh, positive has been flipped to a negative. Yeah. And it started that day. <laughs> um, for it me all personally. Comes back to that day. Yeah. yeah. My boss walked into the office downtown, and he said, um, "Hey, we're going to close this office now." Now, so we don't really need you anymore. And I was just like blown away. I had never not had a job. But they need somebody over there. Well, the the main office they had hired someone a year prior. Oh, I so see. my position there had been filled. Were there efforts to sabotage that person in their position? <laughs> no. <laughs> She's a nice girl, but mm, they I just, always are. They gave me a severance package. Sure. A golden which, parachute. Yeah, which I had never heard of. Yeah. How was that? Great. I was paid my salary for another five months. Pretty decent. Great, yeah. yeah. And it was more than any other, like, you know, job I was looking at. So I stopped looking for jobs at the time. Yeah. And I thought, I don't know. I, I It was very, like, I didn't know how to be productive in the day. And I, I make content. I like making videos. And I like producing stuff. And I thought, there's something to be said for you know, having grown up on the main line of Philadelphia, right? Yes. The, the Long Island, if you will, of Pennsylvania, <laughs> right? Something sure. like that. Yeah. It's the, the fancy Jewy area. And I've never not had a job in New York City. I've always gone from job to job. If I left a job, I already had a job. That's I, that's how I did it. So, yeah. I haven't been out of a job since I was about 19. Really? Yeah. So Maybe then 20. I was out of a job. I was still getting paid, but I was out of a job. And it was very strange. And I... I thought, what if I made like a show out of this? Right. During the day. <laughs> and uh, prior to that, okay, so you're in the the jazz band, which clearly <laughs> led to a saxophone scholarship yeah. uh, in Boston. I have my saxophone here. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, we can do it. My a dad duet. says I can't go anywhere without it because he thought I was brilliant at it. <laughs> Is that true? Mm-hmm. I've played in the subway on my show. It's I've made wow. some money. So you kept it up. I can't. No, but. I can play anything if once you, you tell me. Once you lock into an embouchure, <laughs> you're yeah. fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's right. As long you getting get back game. up on the bike, right? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> you don't play sax anymore? I don't. I don't. I bet I could. But we should have brought them today to do like a that would have been nice jam session. Oh man, it would have been a musical episode. <laughs> some hot sax jams. <laughs> And that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, yeah. I remember distinctly deciding that it would be a nice idea if uh, we played for the f- for the family at, at Christmas time oh. or something. So we went over to my grandmother's house, and I had learned Joy to the World or something, and uh, just honked that thing out yeah. <laughs> in the dining room to a pretty quiet response, wow. I would say. Maybe and they were uh, into it. 
it could have been just listening. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you get a good listening audience, and they're just very appreciative. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you tell yourself that at shows sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. 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 They're Anyhow. really taking this in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, they were hanging on every word. <laughs> yeah, but I think they could have laughed if they were real. Anyway, uh, I'm glad they didn't laugh, and uh, but I didn't keep it up as much as mm. that. But I still uh, I like it. I follow Kenny G's Instagram, which I think is genius. Yeah. And uh, if you haven't, I know you're I not should. a fan of it, but uh, he's kind of an interesting guy. Yeah. Anyhow, you you decide to go to Boston for school sure. and studying TV production, mm-hmm. which at least gives you the tools to do all the things that you want to do once you get to this point. Yeah. But that's a lot of time kinda. in between. The, yes, kind of. <laughs> there has to be some experience doing it, so uh, doing even comedy and, and that kind of thing. So, yeah. From Boston, from school. Studying TV production. How do you even know you want to do TV production? I didn't at first. Yeah. I wanted to do acting, but yeah. my school didn't have a musical program, and I thought, you know what? I I want to be on TV. I want to make TV someday. So right. I thought that was and and feature films like feature the film major scared me because I was like, whoa, a feature film is very long to write. A half hour show is. Is thirty pages at the most, you know. Still takes some time though, doesn't takes it? Takes time. It's yeah. the lesson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Feature. Ooh. That's, I don't know why. I just was lazy, and I was like, TV is shorter than movies. <laughs> 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 I've never written a feature though. Why? I don't... Why? I mean, no. Why do it? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> it just seems unless someone's like paying me to. I'd write sure, it. it's a costly and uh, long-term investment. It's it, yeah. It seems for very little reward. <laughs> right. You could bang out 200 episodes of the show. I could, yeah. And you're probably close now in season three or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of TV, Philadelphia, when you're down there, do you watch the news? Sometimes. It's the scariest news out there, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's like scarier than any other place. It'll always be like, and it'll go from like, oh, the Eagles didn't do so well or did do so well this season, to like a body found charred to a crisp somewhere in a by a creek. Yeah. It's, it's always the worst. Philly's rough. It's rough crime, and they, they're telling you all about it. Yeah. I can't watch it when I'm down there. Really? No, I won't. It's too scary before I don't watch bed. the news in New York. I don't do that too much either, but... Uh, you know. Yeah, but the local Philly news is always. It's, I know it can't it's always match a body. That. It's always a, at least, <laughs> at least body or <laughs> homicide. Or... It's it's something down there. Uh, do, do you ever watch the Al Albert Showcase? No. Oh, it was a great Philly show. Really? Uh, uh, it's kind of a. He used to be a kind of fifties. Crooner, and he and his wife, who was a powerful force, let me tell you, uh, they would produce like a kids' talent show. Oh, cool! You could have gone on with your saxophone. Oh man, I could have. Would would have been nice for you. Resume builder. (laughs) Exactly, but uh, while you were uh, growing up, and we'll bring it back to the TV, the the what do you call it? Web show, the show. We'll come back to the videos. We can call it a TV show. It's just. But you, you said you they didn't have a musicals program, but were you involved in musicals I, yeah. in high school? Yeah, you you, and in college. Said, I still college. did the plays and stuff, yeah. Oh, so you found a way to be mm-hmm. involved with those. So uh, you also run through you run a show where you invite people now yeah. to go back and reenact the, the roles that the roles they played. They yeah. love. So what were some of your 
famous roles oh my back God. then. Well, I've lighting done up the boards. Adelaide from Guys and Dolls. Yeah, that's that a good was one. that was a good one. That's a solid one. Um, what else did I like? I I did Roxy Hart in Chicago in college. That's that pretty was, decent. That was a big one. Yeah, I dyed my hair for that. <laughs> <laughs> Is that you got to get a bob? No, I just went red. Oh, red. Okay, mm-hmm. all right. I went red. A lot of Fosse with that? A lot of Fosse, yeah. yeah. And I'm not a great dancer, but I can dance Fosse. I think that's the genius of Fosse. Yeah. Is I kind of love doing Fosse. You can do the hands and the, yeah. Yeah, there's a but lot of just expression be... that goes along with right, it. Right, exactly. That's why I still love all that jazz. One of my all-time favorite <laughs> it's movies. It's a good one. It's a good one. And yeah. then it gets weird. It and gets... I always forget how weird it's going to get. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like there's naked airline stewardesses or whatever's going on there. Whatever. And Art. Then, and then, exactly. Exactly. But I, I, I like that. <laughs> I put that on any time. Yeah. Uh, Adelaide, that's a good one to say. I think if I had to do it, if I were so fortunate to be involved. Yeah. Who would you do? What would you do? Professor Harold Hill. Ooh. Can you the do that man. whole um, chant? The uh, 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 Trouble. We've yeah. got trouble. Oh, we got trouble. Right here right? in River City. Yeah. With, with a capital, capital T, and that. that rhymes with P, and that stands for pool. That stands for pool. There yeah. you go. See? I did it. I was Amaryllis. Oh, very nice. In a, in a local um, synagogue production <laughs> of, <laughs> of that show in Philadelphia. <laughs> and then I was Marcellus. So that's the other thing why I like doing this show. Shapoopy? I was Shapoopy, yeah. <laughs> I went to an all-girls camp. Yes. And I always got cast as boy roles, and I didn't understand why. Yeah. I wanted to be a pretty ingenue. Yes. Every year, they'd stick me in a French braid and fit me for my suit, and I had to like slow dance with other girls, <laughs> and like I had to play a boy. So when we started this show, I thought it was very funny because I learned that a lot of girls played boy roles growing up, and yeah. like that was sort of. I don't know. It was it's it's fun to watch people revive those moments. You know, <laughs> it is. I I was unfortunately always cast uh, old. Really? Yeah. Mm. Always had a little bit of the um, uh, white shoe polish, baby shoe right. polish in the hair, in the temples. <laughs> yeah. Now I have it naturally. But uh, you put it you put it in there. There's something sad about young people pretending to be old, isn't there? Yeah. And they, I, why do they have to typecast you so young? Right. Yeah. Like they. It, because you said you played old. You probably played old in all your young shows. Like I was Exactly. I was robbed of a childhood. Right? Yeah. I wanted to play a girl. My last summer at camp, I came, we were doing You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown. And I was like, oh my God, there are two amazing female roles for me in this show. Yeah. And I was like, I went in probably singing one of them because I was like, this is the role I want. And they cast me as the dog. <laughs> but let. Also a key role. Key role, Snoopy. I mean, all along, all along, you've gotten great parts. Yeah. Right? Not always the part you want. Yeah. But arguably the anchor of the entire thing. Yeah. I mean, Shapoopy's a good number. Shapoopy was a, a showstopper. It is. A sh- people look forward to that. Yeah. I think I've aged into that role now. To Shapoopy. Not to Shapoopy, but to the, to the. I would bring something new to Shapoopy. You yep. better believe I it. I bet you would. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah, no, to, to uh, the music man. I miss doing musicals. I kind of do too, now that you say it. I used to sing a little bit on this show, but I, I don't do that anymore. Um, and I, when I performed with my first wife, we did a lot of musical numbers and duets and things, and it was always great fun to mm-hmm. do. But I love those. Old. I also did Seymour and Little Shop, but Ooh. I think that would be a harder sell. You got the vest on. You know, you kind of you're kind of you still noticing. yes, still you know giving me some Seymour. I give you a little bit of that. Don't <laughs> I? 
I never did Little Shop, but I love the show. Oh, it's a great. We just watched it recently, and uh, it's it's a delightful one. Yeah, it's kind of fun. A lot of fun to do. I remember building the plant, and we had an awful fellow. I wanted to do the plant because you know, it's I, yeah, a, a deep voice. You could I do a bunch do of those roles. I could. I might do a one-person Little Shop. I would come see that. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> I do think, though. Getting back to me, um, <laughs> my take on uh, Harold Hill. Uh-huh. You know, we did this thing where you have the two casts, uh, you know, and sure. uh, you know, we spread it out so that everybody gets a chance. And all due respect to the other fellow, I know he's a listener to this program. He's a great guy, but uh, I think even he now would agree that mine was the definitive take. Wow. Uh, on that, and uh, maybe we could have a Harold Hill off at some point. Do you hold on to things from that time? No. <laughs> Well, good for you. <laughs> You're good at letting things go. Um, yeah, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> I would say we all have a couple grudges, right? Yeah, but, do you? Against yeah. people, against things? Yeah. Can you have a grudge against a thing? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. People, for sure. Yeah. Situations. Yeah. I don't know about things. You have a few specific? What do you do? Do you meditate on that to, to release it? No. Mm-mm. You put it into the work? Yeah, I think so. When I'm angry, I I write better. Yeah, I do a lot more work. <laughs> With the musical show, though, you you have that semi regularly. It happens now. We try and do it monthly. Yeah, okay. this month we uh, we we're, we're not doing this month. We're, we're probably going to start up again in the new year. Is what I'm thinking. And continuing my tradition of not naming the thing that we're talking about until afterwards. What is it? It's called, called Revival Show. Revival Show. Yeah, and we're looking. We might do it. We do it at Sid Gold's Request Room, which yeah. I love. Yeah. Um. But we might do it at a different venue, just based on our time, timing. But it's fun. Everybody, it's there. You don't realize how many comedians grew up doing musical theater. Uh, I bet it's. I a mean, lot. I bet it's a lot. Because I think in an improv one hundred and one class, like it's like twenty people who were all the star of their like high school musical, and they all come into this class, and no one's the star anymore. And you're all kind of like, wait, what are we doing here? Mm-hmm. I was a star before. So, and then you're all just. Reduced, yeah, <laughs> to having yeah. to fit it into some kind of improv game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. but right. I wanted like a space where people can come and be the star again, right? Tell them, hey, I was the better Harold Hill. I love it. Let me prove it to you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> With a two in. drink minimum. <laughs> <laughs> For these seventy-six trombones coming at you. Yeah. Um. So, uh, you you find still a way to keep this uh, performing spirit alive as you yeah. go through college, end up doing the TV production. Then what was it? I'm going to move to New York. Did you come down here with a support group, some people that you knew? What was the decision, or did you go to Philly first? I don't mm-hmm. know. I moved here the day after I graduated college. <laughs> this is wonderful. Um, the Decisive. summer, bef- yeah, the day. Literally, I didn't go home. I just came straight to New York. Um, the summer before I graduated college, I interned here at a casting office because I ah. needed to have an internship in production somewhere. I see. And that was kind of a nightmare uh, summer. <laughs> like, just the job was not what I thought it would be. The casting thing, uh, that means that people would come to you. Mm-hmm. You take their picture against the wall, you maybe, of, yeah, whatever. Yeah, maybe, and then, like, uh, tape them. All the people that look alike would go to the uh, to the hallway and sit down. Yeah. Uh, anxious. Yeah. And then they'd go into a room for three minutes. Not even three minutes. Yeah. 30 seconds. 30 seconds. Read something. 
and bomb, and they're done. get out, and then they pick somebody anyway that they knew from someplace else. Exactly. Yeah. So you're dealing with that kind of energy. Yeah. As a young person, it might not be fun. No, but like as an actor, I learned like so much is out of your control. Yes. That's like, true. Don't stress about these things because you walk in and it doesn't matter. The director's friend is available. Yeah. They're going to bring the director's friend in. Like, yeah. I saw it happen so many times. So I thought that was good. But other than that, it was just like a like a devil wears Prada summer. Like, I would just have to run around the city, like, getting things. and <laughs> For bosses? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of coffees? A lot of coffees. A lot of, like, vegan food. A lot oh. of very specific items i had this to, like, is where near the chelsea for. market somewhere <laughs> it's in soho actually oh, right so. here here okay all right over here um <clears throat> and is it true do you think that just like you're saying you don't kind of can't worry about it but as, when people go in the people that are successful are probably the ones that aren't nervous who could care less sure yeah that's kind of the thing you have to pr- uh, project what do you have to do that uh, you're just yeah that uh, it doesn't another, matter another I don't day need another gig. audition yeah that's right just it's just part of my life, right? It's hard to get to that point, isn't it? It is hard. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so I was saying, so I I wasn't paid at the internship, so I worked at a restaurant, and they said when you graduate, you have a job here. Very nice of and them. Very nice of them. Yeah. And then they actually needed me because someone was going away. I was a maitre d', and so they needed me to come in like for the summer. So I literally came the day after graduation. <laughs> That's decent. And what I'm picking up is a very strong hosting vibe. Yeah. <laughs> you're your front, front desk. People like to put you up front. Mm-hmm. You're very uh, uh, personable. Thank you. Easy to talk to. Yeah. And that probably fit into that. That was, so. was that, a, did you identify that in yourself early? Um, I guess. Yeah. I liked yeah. hosting shows and stuff. Yeah. I still, liked being in like. charge. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which you kind of are at the front. Kind of, yeah. Would you see people? How co- Let me ask you this. <laughs> yeah. How come I always get seated next to the restroom when I go into places like I that? I don't know. I, if I use open table, do I get sent to the back? No, but I don't love open table. If you use open table, it's less personable. Call the restaurant. I always recommend calling instead of using open table. You get a better table? You don't get a better table, but you you can specify what you want. So you yeah. could say, I want a table not near the restroom, and that will be written down. And then I'll get it. And then you get it. You just have to ask for things in this life. You really do. Dale. (laughs) Come on, Dale. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Well, that's good. See, I've already learned something. Yeah. And I'm happy to have that information. Also, money will get you anything you want in a restaurant. How much do you need to grease the wheel? A hundred bucks. Get out of here. In a New York City restaurant. A hundred dollars. Twenty on a weeknight. At least it shows you understand the system and you acknowledge it. (laughs) I'm not going to give somebody a hundred bucks. I had people... Every weekend. No, I'm sure they're... In the meatpacking district. That's a... Listen, I'm sure they're here. Flashy area. They, these, the, with the rents being what they are, I'm sure they can afford yeah. $100 into your pocket. <laughs> but, I mean, for an average person, a podcaster, $20. let's say, 20 bucks, And then what is the uh, protocol there? I'm giving it to you to do what? To get you seated right away or to get you a reservation if you didn't have one or... Oh, I see. I see. You get treated special when you flash money. Well, but one time I had a guy hand me twenty, and I I, I never accepted a bribe. I'd say, yes. "Let me see if I can get you in, and then I'll you yeah. you can take care of me." And one guy, I I did that for him, and he had twenty dollars, and I thought, you know, that's nice. It's not that busy of a night. I got him a table, and he goes, "Can I have fifteen back?" Come and I on. said, "You keep it." <laughs> like, are you kidding? <laughs> that's not how that works. That's, no, no, that's not it. 
That's well, he should have known better. He, yeah. He's a cheapskate, mm-hmm. and he probably got something in his food that he didn't need. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, brother. Um, and uh, just so I'm clear, is it a slide across the table? Is it a handshake? Handshake. A handshake. Yeah. Wad the money up in the hand. <laughs> And you say, is there anything you could do? Maybe you put the other hand yeah. over it. Yeah. Oh, you're good at yeah. this, okay. Dale. You've, okay. you've clearly I, I, you've dined around the city. Shaking some hands. <laughs> <laughs> yes, join me in a deep night dine around. <laughs> uh, uh, so, uh, but when you moved here on that uh, nice invitation from the restaurant oh, yeah. to do it, were you with other people? Did you know so other people? So my ex-boyfriend there? and I moved here together. Oh, see, there's the missing piece. Yeah, and okay. his uncle, who I didn't know, had died while we were in school that year yeah. and had a place right near here in Soho. Uh-huh. And uh, and so we lived there for free. And I thought, New York is easy. Like, I love Soho. Yeah. Why not you live here? You just need a relative to die. Yeah, you just need someone <laughs> to die. I mean, it was like a, it was like an apartment. We slept in an open-up couch. Like, it was very small. We had to put the couch back every day to, oh, like, okay. ha- yeah. r- walk around and then open it up at night. Like a sleeper sofa? Yeah. I like open-up couches. Yeah, that's what I always called it. Oh, really? An open-up couch is a nice sleeper sofa. Um, that lasted like three months, and then but, oh, okay. But hold on. So the guy's dead, and guy's it's just dead. his stuff that's in there. Yeah. So nobody was anxious to clear it out or to sell no. the apartment. He was not well liked. I don't think so. <laughs> I heard he was like on house arrest and all this shit. Wow. I don't know. <laughs> this was a troubled individual whose yeah. home you uh, moved in like a hermit crab. Lived in like the best, like Martin Prince. Oh my goodness! Like that's not pretty nice. Pretty nice. And then when his pa- my ex boyfriend's parents said we're going to sell the place a couple months after yeah. we had lived there, um, I said, "Well, I just I'm used to Soho. I'll just stay in this area, <laughs> <laughs> not knowing that a, an apartment not even big enough for a bed." Is five thousand dollars a month? Yeah, you won't get it over here. Yeah, so uh, so that didn't happen. <laughs> no, where'd you have to go, Queens? No, we went. I went to. I like to say Hell's Kitchen, but it was thirty sixth and ninth, which is kind of like facing the Lincoln Tunnel. Mm, nice. Tunnel territory. <laughs> Six floor walk up. You yeah, know. <laughs> tunnel adjacent. But it was home. <laughs> Six floor walk up. Oh, yeah. it's hard on the groceries. Yeah, I don't know that I did you, many you, groceries. You, you, that's what happens. Isn't it? You eat out. Well, you ate at the restaurant because that's where you were. Maybe, yeah. It was good food there? Yeah. Staff meal okay? Mm, eh, sometimes. I was friends with the chef, so I would, you know. Right. What was their specialty? Steak. Oh. Steakhouse. That's not bad. Yeah. Not (laughs) Not Ruth's Chris's. No. I don't understand that restaurant. Ruth's Chris. There's too many. There's too many. <laughs> there are in that thing. Um, so uh, you got the ex-boyfriend. Well, he was then your boyfriend. Yeah. You're in the dead guy's apartment. Yeah. Working in the restaurant. Where does comedy fit into that? Where does performing? Because still you want to perform. Yeah. So how are you uh, getting? So out I was to do doing that? classes at UCB. So you knew about UCB before. When I interned that summer, I, we would go see shows there. Ah, I see. And uh, somebody tipped you off that that was something to do. Yeah, and yeah. I just thought that sure. seemed like fun. I loved the shows, and I thought I I could do that. I want to do that. Yeah. I didn't know if I wanted to do stand up yet, or if I could, or I don't know. Do you so, do stand up now? Yeah. Oh. So I like started in the improv world, and I always did like funny videos and stuff. I mean, like my senior project for college was a mockumentary. Like I always. I always did comedy. Yeah. I don't know. I did like a, a fake 
share music video in college. All my stuff was a little off the beat. Like people were doing like these honest, you know, like real documentaries about like homeless people of Boston. And then I walked in with like a share music video. My teacher was like, okay. (laughs) I was like, yes, this is what I want to do. And and, uh, they encouraged you. Yeah. Or at least gave you more tools to be able to do it. I guess. Because you are one of these people that uh, um, are so prolific and so uh, proficient in the video making. I Thank mean, there's you. There's hundreds of videos. There are a lot. Yeah. There's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot. But and, and thank I'm you always, for watching all of them. Well, I consider it my duty. Yeah. When I do this show, uh, it's um, the research required. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> but with with all that, does it just come naturally? Were you already working with video before you even got to school? Were you already native in that? Because I've, kind of, I've got some years on you, Anna. So it was. I appreciate it, but it's not always I, – it's not my first – it's an effort for me to make a video is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it's still an effort for me to make a video. Yeah. I don't – I'm not technically um, advanced. I, I wish I shot more. I wish I knew more about lighting. I had all those classes and everything, but I, I don't no. – I cared more about the writing and – being in front of the camera. I can edit a little bit. I edit some of my stuff, which yeah. is good. But That's a key thing to learn, isn't it? Yeah. It just takes a while. Like, I'll, I'd rather, if I have the money, hire someone else who is an editor because it'll take me twice as long, more, five times as long. Oh, I was going to say don't count on it with the editors, but yeah, <laughs> they all take their time. Really? Yeah, yes. well... I don't know. It depends on what you. They know they've got a racket. Yeah. That's what I think is going on there. Yeah. Um. So then you started doing UCB classes, mm-hmm. and we've talked about it so much on this show because uh, I've interviewed so many people that have gone through UCB, and sure. it can be a transformative experience for people. I did a little bit of it in yeah. Los Angeles, and it was fine. We got, it was good. I did some of it in LA too. Oh, you did. Mm-hmm. Who I'm, did you work with there? I moved there for a year. When was that? Um, I was here for a year, and yeah. then I moved to L.A. for a year, and then I came back to New York. Can you say what year it was? I don't know. Um, probably 2010. <laughs> oh, 2010. 11. Okay. okay. 10. That's more recent. 2010, yeah. <laughs> I see. I was probably uh, 2006, 2007. Okay. Something like that, bopping around. It wasn't quite as big yeah. It's become bigger. It's become huge. Like they, the classes were just getting going out there, I think. Yeah. Now there's so many, and they sell out, I think, in like a second online. You have to like right. Every be show. There. Mm-hmm. Every single show. Yeah. And so you were there at this place that's uh, the one that's closing down. Mm-hmm. A UCB, what is it called? East? UCB Chelsea. UCB Chelsea. Yes. Moving. Is moving up mm-hmm. to near where you were before. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> My old sixth floor walk up. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you have good memories of that place? I do. Yeah, I met a lot of good people there. Yeah. I never was on like a house team, and I but I've done storytelling shows there that right. I really loved, and a bunch of sketch things. You know, I've done like bit shows, and but I was never, I never like went full force into the improv like world yeah i always thought i it was a good tool to have but i wasn't like gonna make anything out of it i never i thought there were better improvisers than me (laughs) i I just couldn't keep the rules in my head yeah there's a lot of rules it's too many rules for a made-up show right exactly yeah (laughs) to just have some fun you know yes and that's the only one to remember (laughs) well that's what they tell you at like level seven (laughs) yeah (laughs) Three thousand dollars later, yeah. it's like, well, just don't say no, and you'll be fine. No, it was confusing. There were some. It depends on the class too. I always thought, like, yeah. if I had a great class, I thought, oh my god, I'm I'm great at this, and yeah. everyone's so funny and nice, and we all jive well together. But like, 
I wasn't. Well, speaking of that, do you have to put up with any of the nonsense of this uh, uh, men's stuff? Not yeah. specifically with UCB, but just in the oh, yeah. comedy? Always. It's uh, if everywhere, right? Everywhere. We had some real losers in our group. Yeah. And uh, I was concerned for, for the women in the group, but sure. also just for humanity. Yeah. Like, just not, it attracts, a, in casting a net so wide, it attracts a lot of people that, like up from the basements, yeah. you know, like if it's, they're living at home and there's nothing's going. They've never interacted with another human being, let alone a woman or let alone anybody. Yeah, and they they don't they don't function the right way. Yeah, I dealt with it a lot in comedy. It's and it's it, very present. It's it's very present, and it's something I never like talked much about until now. You know, because you right. kind of just you're gonna experience it everywhere and you move on. Like I didn't ever. Go, I, I don't know. I probably should have spoken up when things happened. but I think that's a lesson for all of us. I mean, there are certainly people that have spoken up, and thank mm-hmm. goodness. Um, but I, I feel that same way. Yeah. That, gosh, there's something weird going on there. Yeah. Instead of just retreating or just cutting that person out, sure. you got to call some of these people on it. Yeah. Although I think I was even, even now, I'm still a little bit worried about them. What are they mm-hmm. going to do if I do do that? Right. You know? They're going to go do it somewhere else. Yeah, or they're going to cause me physical harm and yeah. track me or something. I yeah. feel I was very uneasy about the whole thing. But we should still speak up. It's, mm-hmm. it's a lesson. That's why I try to focus on great uh, women comedians and uh, great uh, talents that are out there, Thanks. too. Yeah. Uh, not exclusively, but, you know, let's raise the, amplify the voices. I think so, too, yeah. I've never you're doing such great work. I once, I used to do Thank You. I was performing, I did some a couple shows at Gotham Comedy Club, and I really yeah. enjoyed it there. Yeah. And then I had a bad experience with one of the guys who booked the show I was doing, and yeah. I haven't performed there in years. And I just, I want to, there's certain places, like UCB that's never, I'll still perform there and everything, yeah. but the other place I haven't. In you get time. the sense that they're least responsive to, to what's going on. They I understand so. it's a community. But uh, other places, that's what, and that's what we're talking about, too. Yeah. People get denied uh, opportunities. Mm-hmm. They don't pursue certain things because this is happening. Yeah. Uh, it's incredibly depressing, but I feel like this is an extinction event that we're experiencing right now. I hope so. And this old way of doing things is crashing and imploding upon itself, and yeah. it's all coming out into the light. It really is. All All of it. Once. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, good. Yeah. Jeez. So, uh, and... Speaking of uh, being empowered and mm. being at that front desk position and calling on all this experience and doing all these shows, here you are now. Uh, you were always uh, interested in producing your own things, and you started yeah. doing that, I guess, relatively quickly. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, L.A. was okay for you? I, I loved L.A. I right. just, like, <laughs> I would go back tomorrow if really? I'm hired. Yeah. yeah. I just kind of, I was making less money, and That's I was, I had a manager here at the time, and I was like, they were sending me out for things that were like musical stuff, and I was kind of like, what am I doing here at the end of my lease? And Yeah. So it was kind of, it was a bittersweet ending. I was like, I'll be back. And I, I do go back. I shoot stuff there when I can, and yeah. I, I have a lot of friends there and stuff, but... I don't know. It's it's a nice place. I do more in New York in a day than I do in L.A. Well, you, it's just physically impossible. Yeah. To do it, <laughs> I hope you got three things on your schedule. That's loaded. Yeah. That's you're you're gonna lose one of those. I mean, things. in L.A., I'd like hike, lay out, and then like have like one improv 
class. <laughs> like that was a busy day. <laughs> that's right. That's all that's required. Yeah, I guess. Maybe I should go back to that. <laughs> oh, try it out. Try it out. It's not as bad as people say, and it's not as great as people say. It's just a different kind of experience. It is. I hate comparing the two. You really can't. You can't. You can't. Although the, what you're saying is true, that it's geographically just difficult Yeah. To, to do things. You can't have lunch in Santa Monica. And then expect to do anything else. Right. <laughs> no, that's the whole day. <laughs> so uh, you, you were producing shit. And I think maybe uh, maybe we crossed over in some kind of storytelling environment. I feel like that we did. Feels, uh, like familiar. a risk or a, have you done, or, or a Nights uh, of Our Lives mm, or a. Yeah, or like a Yum's the Word or Yum's like, the uh, Word. I don't know. Like There's a bunch dead of shows. Darlings or like a, um, uh, Real Characters or like one of these ones that have been out one there. One of them. Well, anyhow. And uh, you perform at Joe's and do the Losers Lounge. Yeah, and, you know. I'm doing next week. Oh, great! Burt Bacharach. They do uh, musical tributes to different uh, icons. Yeah, and uh, everybody comes out and sings the songs. Yeah, it must be true. We're doing a Bacharach show. That'd That's be, a good one. It's gonna be a great San one. Jose. Isn't that one of his? Do you know, know the way to San Jose? All those yes. Dionne Warwick songs. Do you know? Yeah, I know yeah. that one. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, so, But the unemployed show mm-hmm. is really the culmination of a lot of things in some way. It's yeah. not the end point, but uh, it's been good. And it's you uh, being unemployed at your house. <laughs> yes. And you have some people come by. It's a talk show. It's a talk show. And you have people. You're all in your pajamas. I've seen a couple episodes. Yeah. You're in the pajamas and you just talk about what's going on, what it's like to be unemployed. Pretty much. We do segments. We do fun yes. segments with our guests. Yeah. So it's a little, it's active. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. I don't know. It started out as a joke. It's really evolved over time. Like Three we, seasons is, is beyond a joke. Three seasons. Well, we do, we cap the season at 10 episodes. So I haven't Still. done 200. We've done 30. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, when we started, it was one camera and it was like just me and my guests. And I was on social media, but I learned very fast. It's very hard to be, you know, on camera and then interact with people on the internet. Yeah. So I had to get someone else to do that. So you have a, a social media. Right. Uh, Position. Sidekick. Yeah. <laughs> Sidekick. Social yes. media person. And then, uh, and we usually do like two segments a show. Um, we should probably just do one. I, I want it to be shorter. It's hard to keep people in for a whole hour, but lately we've, our audiences have been pretty consistent. That's so, pretty good. I don't know. Yeah. And uh, you get people watching and liking it as you're doing it. So yeah. you see hearts or something explode. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to do it because when I used to work at a, at a at the front desk, like I was always on Facebook. I was always online. I know some offices don't allow you to, you know, do social media stuff. But yeah. so I thought, well, people could watch this while they're, you know, taking their lunch break or while they're hanging out at their desk or just sure. have it on in the background like a podcast in yeah. a way. Yeah. But I'm great in the background. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I listen to you all the time when I'm doing other things. <laughs> that's, that's what I like to hear. Um, but I just thought, I don't know. I, I liked that you could, I saw people using Facebook Live. You know, they were just going live. You got all these notifications like, Dale's going live, you know, and you're like in your house doing laundry or yeah. like just kind of vlogging from your phone. Sure. And then uh, that's when you put on the iPad harness yeah. over your shoulders. <laughs> I don't <laughs> Slip know. Slip into the VR goggles. And I thought there's a. I'm watching these because they're there. There's a way to like make something that looks a little different in the newsfeed. So when you scroll through, it kind of does look like a TV show. I don't know. And I, my friend Brian, I couldn't do it without Brian. Brian works for a real TV show, mm-hmm. so he knows that world um, very well. Technically, he works for Good Morning America. Yeah. So I said, I want to be Good Morning America. Yeah. 
in the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> right, just move it back. Or millennials <laughs> who uh, aren't making enough money. <laughs> it seems like a totally logical thing to do. Right. And uh, probably something that could be uh, uh, very uh, fruitful for you. I hope so. It seems, I mean, Facebook wants to get into content making. Yeah. Well, here you go. Yeah, they, they put us on their website. It's not Which too is bad. pretty crazy. And you have some other partnership or something happening? Can not talk yet. about it? No. no. Facebook just like they reached out over the summer and they said they liked the show. It was a, they had a production company making this uh, like a new ad for their new website, Facebook for Creators. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. They sent a photographer. They took some stills. They licensed some of our footage to use in the video. And it was I don't know. When Facebook calls, you got to say yes. I guess. <laughs> I get at this point you probably do. Right? We'll yeah. take anything at this point. We joke that we really want to partner with LaCroix. Yeah. Um, or Trader Joe's. Things that could be directly beneficial. Yeah, or a pajama company. <laughs> Why not? Or any alcohol, really. Sleepy Jones, you ever try those pajamas? No. Oh, they're nice. Really? Yeah, they're not a sponsor of this show yet, but as long as we're <laughs> Chasing them down. Yeah. Very comfortable pajamas. I own all my pajamas before the show. I've bought maybe two pairs in 30 episodes, but like, that's I love pajamas. So that's oh, like. Well, I encourage you to check this place out. And uh, I, I also own all of my clothes before I perform. <laughs> <laughs> well, Very rarely do I borrow something. People always say, like, what do you, you have no job, but you're buying pajamas for your show? And I'm like, no, that's just something I've acquired over time. <laughs> like, gifts, you know? Yeah. Are you known as the pajama? Uh, Always. The I pajama love to one? match. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, you'll be getting some, I guess, over the holidays and things, uh, too, probably. right? Probably. You know, you know, that's nice to have the one person in the family that you know what you can get. Yeah. And whether they should be drinking or not, it's nice to just, okay, we'll get them a bottle of booze. Sure. Yeah. And then see what happens. <laughs> Oh, boy. Um, so with all this and the great success, are you worried that you could become employed? Oh, I hope so. I always hope to be employed. Yes. That's the thing. I've, I've, if you looked at my history in my Gmail, I have applied to so many jobs. Yeah. So many jobs. But I haven't been, you know, I've only freelanced for companies as a producer. So in New York, especially, like, if you don't have, you know, five to seven years experience as a producer in the medium that you're trying to get a job for, there's no way you're going to get, you're going to be even considered. So like I haven't, I, it's not that I have been just sitting on my butt. I like have really tried to apply to a bunch of jobs. Well, I even mean if this thing gets uh, picked up, (laughs) yeah. Will it fundamentally change the unemployed show? No, no. We'll make money, (laughs) but we're still going to do what we do. Still be around. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe get some. The unemployed show, employed edition. Yeah. I see it. You (laughs) You know. (laughs) The unemployed show, employed edition. (laughs) Honestly, though, I feel like I if if it does get picked up based on what the show is, like a portion of whatever we make, if we made a lot of money, like I want to give back. I I joke with, I mean, I tell people if they donate to the Patreon, I will give. I donate to a charity in honor of them giving us money. I'll give to someone else. So, you know, there are a lot of unemployed people. Which is scary. I feel yeah. like. Well, would it go to unemployed people, or would it? Go I don't to know like, where uh, it would go yet. Yeah, I'll fi- I'll figure it out. Pets. Pets, sure. Maybe. Unemployed pets. I donated to Puerto Rico when people donated to my Patreon last time. Well, that's good. And Patreon works for you? Not so much yet, but <laughs> yeah. Okay. Does it work for you? Absolutely not. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, if I got a Facebook live show and I'll, I'll do whatever the hoops are that I need to jump through. Yeah. 
Guided Meditations Live. Guided Meditations Live. Yeah, really ease you through the midday That'll stretch. Be great. Something good, right? Yeah. Uh, Will you come do see. that on my show? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I can bring like, my crystal kit. Oh, that would be good. <laughs> I want to get one of those crystal lamps. The salt lamps? Salt lamps. Yeah. Yeah. That's when you walk in a room and you think, need some salt. You have a lot of those, right? <laughs> oh, so many. <laughs> you have a whole room of them? <laughs> yeah. It's very salty. Yeah. I need to get one of <laughs> it's those. It's almost dehydrating how much salt is <laughs> those lamps going. Do you go in for that kind of thing? Have any Ouija board experiences? No. Any uh, moments of the craft? I, I once did light as a feather, stiff as a board, and it worked. That's creepy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm related to a serial killer. Oh, well, that should have come up earlier. <laughs> <laughs> See ya. <laughs> that needed to be in the pre-interview. Uh, but uh, they're, they're still around? Robert Durst. Oh, that guy. You met him? Yeah. I haven't had him on the show. Oh, too bad. He'd be a good guest. You're related to that guy? Yeah, my, my, my mom's Lee Durst. My grandpa, Sam Durst. It was his cousin, my grandpa's cousin. Well, that must have been terribly uh, weird for you. I mean, I love it. <laughs> you love you like, love the attachment to it. I think it's it. so funny. Yeah. But well, so funny. But I mean, he like killed killed people. He did kill people. Yeah. He's ha- in jail now, I believe. Y- yes, yes. But he did get away with it. But did there. you ever have any interaction with him? No. No, his brother uh the we other... emailed Douglas Durst. He was also on the James. He's the real estate. The they, real estate they dude. They were both real estate. Yeah. Um he and I had emailed my uncle. Like tried to connect us because his daughter has a theater company in New York, and they tried to like connect the artistic relatives. Yeah. but it never happened. Well, probably for the best. Yeah. yeah. My old boss was like, "I don't get it. If you're related to them, why aren't you rich?" <laughs> I was like, "Other side of the family." Yeah, that doesn't work that way always. No. <laughs> well, did you watch the show though? And it yeah. was like strange. I loved it. No, I, I I loved it too, but yeah. I mean, I'm not related to the guy. No, he looks like my grandpa. But is it bizarre, I mean, to watch a family member go through something like that? A little bit. I mean, because I don't know him personally, yeah. I probably enjoyed it just as you would yeah. and anybody else. You're detached but... enough that it's just entertainment. But it's funny because my mom never changed her name, so like people ask you know, especially when the show was hot, people right. would ask, like, Durst? Get like... the credit card. Yeah. <laughs> and like, what's worse, being related to him or Fred Durst, you know? I would say Fred. <laughs> oh, that guy. Well, that's enough to uh, really keep you going. Yeah. I wrote <laughs> he, a pilot about it. He's also unemployed. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing. I really want celebrities while they're in between jobs on the show. Oh, that would be good. There's you know? a lot. That's. I mean, that's built in. Because celebrities go on shows to promote things they've they're working on. Sure. But like, what about when you're not working on something? Right. Right. What happens in that great expanse? Yeah. Well, it's intriguing. <laughs> huh. And uh, you're going to be back for the second, uh, fourth season. Fourth season, yeah. When does that happen? I think it's going to happen in January. I've never January. taken, well, we took a pretty big break. But because of the holidays, though, you know, people are out of town and it's kind of hard to schedule. But we're going to do a holiday special. Oh. A one-off. Yeah, those are fun. Yeah. Bring out the sax. Yeah, I'm gonna bring out the sax. I I'm gonna I play a lot of Christmas songs, so it's it's on the sax you yeah, do. Yeah. Oh, good. Any of them. And you sing some Christmas songs. Yeah. Sure. Sure. And I want to have a we're gonna have a Santa Claus uh, on the show, uh-huh. so some of our alumni, unemployed alumni guests, can can make a wish for what they want. Sure. Job wise, you yeah. know, for the future. Yeah. At least I'm hoping it'll work for some of us. I don't know. (laughs) 
Well, that's that's why I have the crystals in the lamps. Yeah. I sleep in a meditation hammock. I do whatever I can to uh, um, try to manifest success. I'm going to buy one. Oh, great. A crystal. Oh, we can talk afterward. I got some essential oils with me, too, if you'd cool. like to. Load up the diffuser. <laughs> I need to. <laughs> well, it seems like everything's going really well for you, Anna, and I can't wait yes. to see what happens next. I wish you good luck with the uh, uh, Four Season and the Holiday Special. Thank and you. And we'll uh, keep an eye out for the Revival Show when that comes back yeah, around. Yeah, I'd love and, to have you on. Well, it'd be great fun. I think you'd see, oh, yes, what he's talking about there. That's the music man. Yeah, that's yeah. a hard role. That's a good one to yeah. bring back. Written for somebody that didn't know how to sing. Exactly. And that's the key. <laughs> <laughs> well, great. Thank you so much for Thanks. joining me. And how can people find you if they need to? You Thanks have your for website? Me. Yeah, I got a website. It's just AnnaRoysman.com. Easy. Follow me on Twitter. It's at UnemployedAnna. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think that'll always stay. And then, uh, I don't know, find me on Instagram. It's just Anna Rose Royceman. That's great fun. Or the unemployed girl. <laughs> Got well, them all. Great. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Okay. Well, there you have it. Another great visit in the deep night, this time with Anna Royceman doing so many things. We're going to go to Hoagie Fest at Wawa next summer. Personalized reading tonight goes out to Indra Sweetsman in Purple Valley, Oklahoma. Indra, you would be uh, wise to listen to this. You get treated special when you flash money. <laughs> Makes sense to me. Lucky numbers this week, 1, 13, 18, which also translates into the date for our live appearance at SF Sketchfest. 1, 13, 18, we return live to the place where at least something started. Right? I mean, something started there. <laughs> More information about that show is online at deepnightshow.com or on sfsketchfest.com. It's a terrific lineup. We're going to be there for opening weekend. It's uh, our fifth time out there, and I couldn't be uh, happier. That'll do it for us this week. Remember, the fight for net neutrality deserves your attention, especially if you enjoy or create quality products online. I'm doing that right now. And also remember that although this night is ending... A bright new day is just ahead. Deep Night is brought to you by Jameson Spirit Cleanser, the original prairie-grade sage that you can burn whenever things start making noises in your walls or a spirit appears at the foot of your bed wearing 18th century sailing regalia. Deep Night is independently produced and performed by James Bewley. Deep Night Season 10 podcast image by artist Kelsey Roten. Deep Night Season 10 theme by Zach Gabbard. Music throughout the season provided by the talented roster of Howler Hills Farm. The Deep Night podcast can be found on Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play, and on Apple Podcasts, where we kindly ask you to subscribe and then leave a rating or a review. Once again, thank you for listening. 